Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Our show this week is sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use coupon code BETTERWITHAGE to save 10% on your order. I'm Joe Darnell, and joining me today is Mr. Eric Rauch. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good, I guess. Oh, that's better my, than you are most days. My level so this of is awesome. caffeine is at a respectable level. I'm all right. <laughs> a respectable level? What is that? Is it uh, two cups worth? Is it is it three? This, this is... Make- I, I had a few sips this mo- early this morning, and then the cup I'm having now is, is actually my first full cup. Okay. So you think that the, you need maybe another cup before the show is over? No. I don't know that... that- well, we'll talk about it because this is this show is all about caffeine, but caffeine certainly affects me, but I don't know that it affects me in the degree that I've seen it affect some people. Hmm. You so you think in general over your life it's been pretty consistent? I mean, now you're over over 40. Right. Does it does it affect you any differently now? I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah. I mean, cuz like some people think that it does, that it affected them differently when they were teenagers and then when they got over the hill, then it was like they had to be really careful with caffeine and taper it down. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself in that in that category. Um mm. I never drank a lot of soda, so pretty much if I got caffeine, it was it was only from coffee. So I and and I guess I've never been a I mean, there's, there's. You were never been, drinking coffee for the caffeine. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say that. I've never been one to drink ten, twelve cups of coffee a day. I mean, I'm sure I probably have. Yeah, to us, it's not water. It's not like hide the stuff you use to hydrate. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I drink. I drink probably more water. Um, in fact, I know I do. I, I know I drink more water than I, than I do coffee. But it's just. I mean, I probably have on the average about three cups a day. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like Eric already alluded to, this is going to be the episode all about caffeine. This is episode 18, and as it turns out, we have alluded to caffeine, but we really haven't addressed it head on. And I thought it'd be really fun to experiment on ourselves to talk about our experience with caffeine, but also get into the science behind how caffeine works with coffee and in your brain and how it you know gives you the energy and helps you feel alert. And this is something that I think matters to a lot of ca- uh, coffee drinkers because um, you know, when you're a teenager, you probably started drinking coffee because you thought life is exciting and I have all this energy. And if I drink coffee, I'd have more. And so you start drinking coffee because it's like the adult thing to do. And you think that this caffeine is like cool. It's like a stimulant. It's like a drug. You know, that, that's what it is. Yeah. And when I was growing up, there was no other than soda. There was no competition. If you wanted a liquid stimulant, it was coffee. There was no monster energy drinks or or. Yeah, Red Bulls or, or any of that kind of stuff that seem to be capturing more of the younger market. It's so it's, it's kind of sweet and and, and and a little bit carbonated, and you, you're going to have a better initial experience with something like that than you would with, with say, your first cup of coffee. Well, and the thing about caffeine in something like Coca-Cola or Pepsi too is that you actually don't get nearly as much caffeine in a drink like that as you do in coffee. And these days, you get these energy drinks that it claim to have like an exorbitant amount of you know energy boosting vitamins, minerals, yeah, and other caffeine. stuff that 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 does similar things, right? Right, and because they have the B vitamins or who knows what in them, then that special cocktail could probably make you more energetic than you can from just a cup of coffee. But what's interesting to note, most all of those energy drinks don't actually provide more caffeine than a cup of coffee. Right. For the record, if you didn't know. There's a lot more caffeine in the average cup of regular coffee than there is in something like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact science behind it, but you would be drinking like four or five Coca-Colas before you get to the caffeine levels of just one cup of coffee. Yeah, because, uh, yeah depending on the coffee, but yeah, yeah. That, that's generally true. 
And another thing that a lot of people don't know about caffeine, Eric, is that with decaf coffee, decaf doesn't mean that it's caffeine free. No, it doesn't mean that at all. There is no caffeine free coffee. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What, is, what is it like on the latest report? The latest report I heard was something like decaf coffee still has like 30% of the original caffeine left in the beans or so. No, I think, I think it's, it's, it's under, um, it's under, under 10%. 20? So under 10%. It's, it's, it's like seven to 9%, but it's still there. You know, you're still there. Yeah, you're, you're right. There is no such thing as purely decaffeinated coffee. And so, yeah, if, if you don't mind a little caffeine, go for it. Yeah, it's such a trace amount that, that even if your doctor says, you know, you can't have any caffeine, usually they mean start drinking decaf if you're going to drink coffee because it's such a minuscule amount um, that it's not it's not going to um, have the effect that, that, say, like 90% more in that cup would. Yeah. Another thing about caffeine is that just it starts working on you within a couple of minutes. Anything that you drink that's already water soluble, you know, it's already been dissolved. And mm-hmm. in this case, it's a it's a natural. What do they call it? A, like a natural drug. It's um, easier to process rather than something that is synthetic and powdery and made in the lab. So anything that is like an organic drug like this one is going to be much easier to digest and feel the boost from much faster than than if you would if you were getting something like, oh, I don't know. Even if you were just taking a caffeine pill, like some people get these days, that probably would take a lot more time to to process and feel the kick from. Yeah, because it 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 takes more time to get in your bloodstream. It has to be metabolized first. With the coffee, it, you know, it, as soon as it hits your stomach, it starts it starts entering your bloodstream. But really, you don't start feeling the full effects for about twenty twenty five minutes, which is which is an interesting phenomenon because there's a there's a thing called coffee naps. Lately, I've been hearing more and more like executive types and other other people who are able to uh, recommending napping in the afternoon rather than than going and getting two or three cups of coffee to try and wake yourself. They recommend taking a twenty minute or so power nap, but a coffee nap is right before you're going to take your nap. You wolf down a cup of coffee, drank as quickly as you can, and then go on with your nap. Take your twenty minute nap or whatever. Set an alarm, and then when you wake up, not only are you feeling refreshed from your nap, but you're you're waking up right about the same time. The caffeine is at its peak effect, hitting your yeah. bloodstream and doing what, what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, chasing those those adenosine things out of your brain, molecules or whatever they are, receptors. And so you're, you're, you're not only getting the effect of the nap, you're getting the effect of the nap and the coffee. So you feel like a completely rejuvenated person. Yeah, that, I've done this a couple of times. I experimented with that when I read about it because I have used power naps when I needed them. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've been a huge fan of power naps over the last five years. I don't do them all the time. It's usually on weekdays, and it's usually because I got to bed a little bit late and I got up a little bit early. And, and if I got a good night's rest and I, you know, I've been eating right and I've been careful with my caffeine intake, then I don't really feel the need to have that that power nap. Yeah. But usually, it's when you're around two thirty p.m. that your brain just shuts down. Yeah, and and it also depends what you had for lunch. If you have a yeah, if you had a big starchy lunch or something, you know, you just want to go to sleep. But but I've I've found those to be real. Real inconsistent, I guess. Sometimes I, I, I wake up from a nap feeling completely wiped out, disoriented, not knowing. Like It takes me 15 minutes to figure out what, what I was even doing. Maybe not 15 minutes, but but but, but then other times I wake up and, I, and, it, and it, was a, it was a really great and necessary thing. It, it helped me immensely. So, um, yeah, I, I don't – I've never actually tried the coffee nap. I mean, I may have done one inadvertently one time. 
but I can say it definitely works. Just said I did it about three days consecutively, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I feel the difference. Okay. But the thing is, it, I'm not prone to use coffee as a drug like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not to me like I'm just you know popping my my multivitamin and drinking a glass of water with it. Right. So even though that is something I could do, and I saw the benefits of it, I'd rather enjoy coffee in a different way. Yeah. It's more of like my ritual, you know, in the mid afternoon when I'm ready to have a cup of coffee, I drink it slowly. Right. And I enjoy it for that experience rather than for the uh, the physical kick. Yeah. So even though ca- uh, caffeine is a big deal to a lot of people, it has in general taken the backseat to just you know enjoying a good cup of coffee to me. Well, and and I think it has overall in the in the specialty coffee industry as a whole. I'm sure I'm I'm physiologically addicted to caffeine. I'm sure I probably need it. Yeah. And in point. fact, when I don't when I don't have it, I I do feel I it? do I do notice it. But I mean, I, I can get by. For me, it it is a habit. It's a habit for me because I enjoy it. Because that's that's how it's it's like it's like part of my breakfast. I just enjoy waking up, having a fresh cup of coffee, and then usually in the afternoon, about that same time, you know, two yeah. thirty, three o'clock. It just seems like this is this is the right time to be doing this. It's a it's a little afternoon break or something. I don't, I don't smoke. My mm. afternoon coffee break seems to be the way to prepare for the last few hours of the day and just. Um, well, and speaking of smokers, they process coffee twice as fast as non-smokers do. Sorry, they process the caffeine. But because of the nicotine? I guess so. Nicotine has an effect? It just, yeah, they assimilate the caffeine much faster. And women generally metabolize it better than men do, so they get the kick faster than we do. Really? Yeah. But now let's talk about how caffeine actually takes its effect on you and why you feel the energy, why you feel less tired. There's a great video about this. We'll have a link to it in the show notes that it explains it in layman's terms. And, you know, you were saying, Eric, <clears throat> you read the book on it that talked about how alcohol affects you and how caffeine affects you and right. coffee affects you. And it got really scientific and it, you know, explained it very articulately. But it also you came away from that book, like not really getting the big picture and, you know, uh, uh, like coming to, to grips with what it was trying to say. Yeah. And and not not in the sense where I could explain it to somebody else. Yeah. But, but, this, but this video in well, whatever it is, three minutes, takes a lot of that information. I mean, it's only dealing with caffeine, but it takes a lot of that scientific information that I was that I was reading and puts it in like those old UPS whiteboard ad yeah. you know, ways. And and it just oh, okay. That that makes sense. You know, why didn't you just say that in the book? What's a UPS whiteboard ad? Are you are you serious? Is that where the whiteboard like videos came from? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll look I think. It up. I mean that's that's where I remember them. Because I know YouTube has tons of the, the, the whiteboard video demos. My experience, and I think UPS really popularized them because they, had, they huh. had some guy that, that had like a, a real soothing voice and he was drawing pictures and, and showing how <laughs> um, UPS does this, UPS does that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. So the way that caffeine works is that there are these receptors built into your brain, a chemical called adenosine that naturally produces itself during the day while you're awake, attaches to these receptors in your brain. And then over time, you collect a lot of adenosine, this chemical up in your head. The more adenosine in your brain, the more tired you will feel. And then eventually, most all of those receptors in your brain are full of adenosine and you're just readily tired and sleeping and ready to take a nap or, you know, go to bed. I wonder wonder if tryptophan increases the amount of... You know, that's in Turkey and 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 everybody eats Turkey and they they say they get tired afterward. I wonder if... I wonder if the tryptophan in, in the turkey increases, adenosine like has the really opposite rapidly. effect of of, of, caffeine. of caffeine. Rather than chasing the, the adenosine out, it helps it rush in. There is that possibility. 
So what caffeine is doing is it's leaching onto the adenosine receptors in your brain and butting out the adenosine. So it gets a up in your brain and it stays there until the caffeine wears off and then the adenosine can get back in. Mm-hmm. But as long as the caffeine is taking effect, the adenosine is not. Then what happens? There's a battle you, in your brain going on every time you drink a is, cup of coffee. It is. There's a battle in the brain. Show title. <laughs> um, so what's going on here, though, is that once the caffeine is like hoarding all of the space in your brain, you develop more adenosine receptors, like just naturally. Well, the caffeine, the caffeine gets tired. <laughs> tired of fighting. <laughs> You win. Okay, that's a better title. <laughs> but what you ha- what you do is you develop even more adenosine receptors. Just the way your your body works, it wants the adenosine in there. And even though the caffeine is doing its job, adenosine matters to your biology, and it, it figures this out, I guess. Which I which I find to be completely fascinating. Yes, we're essentially created to get tired in order that we should sleep at some point. You can make all these chemicals to synthetically stop that process or, or, or halt it or fight it in some way. But, but ultimately that the, the brain is saying, no, 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 <laughs> I, I, I need, I need my rest. I need to, I need to rush this stuff in so I can, so I can have my, however, seven, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. So you develop all these adenosine receptors and, and while you're taking in caffeine, you have to increase the amount of caffeine to fill up all the additional adenosine receptors so that you don't feel tired. And that is why when you start using caffeine, it feels great, you're alert, and then progressively you drink more and more caffeine to get more and more of the adenosine receptors filled. And then one day you, st- you don't drink your regular uh, allotment of six or seven cups of coffee and you're not filling the need for all those adenosine receptors in your brain. And so the adenosine gets into your brain and you crash because <laughs> you have all the more receptors than you would as a normal person who had no effects from caffeine. Yeah. But the good news is, is that it doesn't like damage your brain in the process. It only takes 48 hours or so to get over this. And your body basically reduces the number of receptors or all on its own. If you're off of the caffeine and you return to a healthy amount of the cycle of adenosine. And when you're asleep, the adenosine goes, uh, the chemical is released from your brain and it goes away. So then when you wake up in the morning, if the adenosine is all gone, you feel the most alert, awake, and refreshed. Yeah, I, I don't typically uh, plug other podcasts, but the Art of Manliness podcast just had an, an interview with a guy that wrote a book on sleep. They were talking a lot about the biological effects of sleep and, and uh, you know the mystery of sleep. Why do we sleep? And the question came up was, do you think maybe humankind will sometime in the future find out a way to create a chemical or whatever, you know, a, a, a chemical process where we don't have to sleep, where we can be awake 24 hours? And essentially, the author said no. Um, but I, fi- I find this information even even more proof of of the fact that we won't. Because look, this is how the brain is wired. The brain the brain needs its rest. Yeah. The brain wasn't designed to go like a perpetual motion machine. It it needs these these ups and downs, and and, and that's and that's how that's how it works at its efficient state. And there's two other things that caffeine does for you. It also gives you a boost of uh, adrenaline. It just does. It boosts your adrenaline throughout the day. So just uh, in general, you're going to use more adrenaline than you would if you were not taking caffeine. Yeah, athletes use it a lot, in, like right before competitions and things. Sure. And then the other thing, which makes it interesting as, as a, you know, a physical cocktail of changes, is that it actually does give you a dopamine kick. And the dopamine kick, as people say, is the thing that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're looking at cat videos, you get a dopamine kick. So the more cat videos you watch in sequence, the happier you get. Yeah, but there's a processes. there's a point of diminishing returns on those cat videos. There they are. start to make me mad after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your dopamine wears off pretty quickly. <laughs> cat videos. 
So in general, it is true that if you say that the reason you drink coffee is because you feel happier, it's actually because you are going to feel a little bit happier from a kick of a dopamine. Mm. All right. So that explains the scientific and biological effects of caffeine. Did you have something else to say? Well, I was just going to say, you know, bring more happiness into your life. Get on a Thrasher Coffee subscription. Oh, yes. Have a monthly shipment of happiness brought to your door. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Perfect segue. So my, my thanks to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew's podcast and the website. Thrasher is the craft roaster from the heart of Dixie. They specialize in fresh roasts available at their online store that are made to order and deliver to your door within 48 hours of purchase. As someone that's helped launch this company, Back in uh, early 2014, I can vouch for their professional expertise and my satisfaction from their delicious coffee roasts. Currently, Thrasher has a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. My favorite is the Liberty blend because it's the way I'd like all coffee to be. It begins with a refreshing balance of the best beans from Central America and Africa and ends with a complex yet balanced toasty flavor that only Eric can provide. And in just a few clicks, you can go from no coffee to all the coffee that you could possibly want at thrashercoffee.com. You can order by the pound if you want to give their handcrafted roasts a try, or you can go ahead and sign up for a subscription of their coffee with a coffee plan, like Eric is saying. They'll send you whatever quantity of coffee that you need every two or four weeks. But premium online Thrasher coffee does not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on your total order with a coffee plan. And unlike most coffee by the bag, Thrasher always gives you the true 16-ounce pound of coffee rather than the so-called 12-ounce pound that other roasters pack. That's 25% more coffee beans with every purchase. And when you sign up for a limited time, they will give you a free French press. This is Eric's favorite coffee maker and my second favorite. And we discussed the French press on episode 13 of the Top Brew podcast, which includes our brew recipes and tips on making this a great tool for anyone's brewing ritual. Thrasher always treats you like the beautiful coffee enthusiast or just average coffee drinker that you are. And Top Brew's listeners get 10% off of their purchase with the coupon code BETTERWITHAGE at checkout. So thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew podcast and our website. So now I wanted to get into some of the, uh, the effects of caffeine on our personal life experiences. And I think everybody knows, duh, you know, caffeine makes a difference for me. And I mean, that's why you're taking that sip of coffee right now as you listen to this podcast. I mean, I know what you're doing out there in podcast listening land. We can see you. 79% of them are right now drinking a cup of coffee. But, you know, when it comes down to it, there is a, a huge side effect from getting off of the, co the coffee altogether. And then there is the huge side effects from getting more caffeine than you normally do. And I think that those two situations are more interesting to discuss. There's a lot of people who are concerned about how caffeine is affecting them throughout the day. One other um, podcaster that I listen to a lot is Dan Benjamin, and he's been really concerned lately. He is in his upper 30s, and he is wary of that. He thinks that while he's drinking coffee, like a regular cup of coffee or two in the morning, in the morning before noon, it feels like he's rushed. He feels like he, 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 the way that the time just flies by is different. Like everything just happens faster and he can't keep up with his workload. And he, and he attributed it to how like he was just processing information during the day at work. So he thought, well, let me see what happens when I stop the caffeine. 
He said, though he wasn't more productive, he appreciated the passage of time a lot better, and he was happy with that change. But then before he knew it, after going without caffeine for a little while, a few weeks, there was a day when he was just really tired. And so he very quickly turned back to the coffee and he likes it so much. He's back on the coffee again. And now he's feeling again, like he's rushed all day long, but he appreciates the fact that he's not tired all day long either. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be different for every person. Everybody's going to, uh, it's, it's right. going to affect them differently. I can't say that I've had the same experience. I think I understand what he's saying. It doesn't happen to me all the time. I'll make a sample pour over pot of, of something that I've roasted that day just to see what what the roast tastes like. And some days I'll just take a few sips and dump it out. You know, I'm, I'm happy with what I taste and I don't really want anymore. Some days I'll sit down and I'll drink 450 grams of the, of the coffee, which is, which is basically two cups of coffee. It does, it does seem like, um, there's a rush of how you process information differently. It's, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it almost seems to me like if I'm looking at my computer screen, it's, it's like everything else doesn't, doesn't really matter. I, I'm, I'm focused. It's almost like time in my periphery does slow down and and everything out there is 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 not as important and and not as not as relevant. Mm. But then but then when I when I look away when I when I take my focus off and look back around, I I, I do almost have this um like s- slightly buzzed feeling like uh like you get maybe after a few beers or something where you're totally in control and everything, but you're like you're floating a little bit in your mind. It, I don't always get that. It's, it's not like two cups of coffee affect me that way every time. It's just, um, you know, maybe I haven't had much to eat or maybe I have had a, a specific something to eat. I, yeah. can't, I can't really put my finger on it, but maybe he has, a, he has a, a much lower lower caffeine tolerance than I do. Just like with all things, moderation. Right. You know? don't, don't sit there and wolf down four cups of coffee thinking that, that you're going to get more done that day. Or, or No, any, or, it's not going it, to be a substitution for good sleep or right. a good diet. Or even just being a, a a good manager of your time, it's not going to make you a superhuman. You know, you you still have yeah. to operate in the real world, and everything everything happens at the at the speed that it happens, regardless of what you of what your mind is is making you think. And I've noticed from personal experience at times when I've gone from my regular two cups of coffee a day to three or four, that if I have them in too rapid succession, maybe. If I have two cups of coffee within three hours of each other, I generally get a headache the way that a lot of people say they get a headache from not having the mm-hmm. caffeine. I get the headache from too much too fast. When I've read some of the other health articles concerning fitness and they were talking about exercise and caffeine, they recommended that you would have some caffeine uh, either 30 minutes before your workout or 30 minutes after because it increases your blood flow. Mm-hmm. Your, your heart it helps your heart rate and uh, the, your vessel size. So in general, you get the blood flowing through your body much better with a little bit of the caffeine. Hmm. Now, if you talk to a, a workout trainer, a, a professional, someone who has lots of experience, a, you know, maybe the coach of the football team, he'll tell you, he'll tell you just cut out the caffeine altogether. And I think that that makes complete sense because they're wary of all the people out there who will combine their caffeine intake with sugar, like it from uh, high fructose corn syrups or, you know, some other kinds of drinks. If you're drinking coffee, you probably have cream and they don't like you to have the dairy products either. Yeah. And it goes on and on down the list that most people, when they have their caffeine, they're taking it with a bunch of other bad things right. or that they have too much caffeine anyway. And so it's better to have, you know, no caffeine at all. If you're trying to be captain of the football team, or if you're trying to be, you know, bench press 300 pounds, then to have too much caffeine. Yeah. If you're, if you're ordering a double mocha, trying to blame the caffeine for the for the effects you feel afterward. Well, you know, maybe you should think about the chocolate syrup 
the sugar, the milk, the, everything else that went along with it. It wasn't exactly. just it wasn't just caffeine that you had in that thing. Right. Like if, yeah. if 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 you're thinking that dark chocolate is good for you, but but then you eat too much dark chocolate, yeah. or you get the yeah. the uh, the not so good chocolate, cheap and expensive chocolate that's poorly processed and made, and you know it, it, it's not the same as a healthier chocolate that's low in the sugars. Yeah. Yeah. One glass of wine's good for my heart, so a bottle must be great. Heck yeah. <laughs> that's another show. That's called Top. Hmm. I got, I, we got to think about that. We'll put a pin in that. There is the vineyard, which is yeah, right. Which is something we've never talked about. Right. But there is a vineyard at your workplace. That is. Yeah, there <laughs> is a vineyard. One day we'll, we'll be top wine. Okay. So I wanted to tell you about my day with overloaded caffeine, the height of this podcast. I just got to say, Eric, this was a horrible experience. On the edge of my seat. Um, I normally have two cups of coffee, one in the morning when I get up and I like to drink it slowly and I enjoy it well paced. And it usually takes me about 30 minutes to get through. And then I, I do fine in the morning. I don't get tired around 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. like a lot of people have said. So I can make it to lunchtime. Come lunchtime, I'm, I'm really ready for a break. And I, I usually have lunch. And I, if, I, if I need to cleanse the palate, I may use a cup of coffee to help me do that. But if not, then I'll wait another hour or two before I have my second cup. And so I prefer to have the second cup between 2 and 3 p.m. And then that gets me through the afternoon and I'm happy. Like, again, the dopamine kick is what a lot of that is about for me. So the coffee for me is as much about the caffeine and the good taste and the, just the enjoyment of the thing as it is about just the, the dopamine kick, which is my substitute for cat videos and uh, memes all day. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. And then, um, okay, so this is what happened when I drank more caffeine. I wanted to see what would happen to me if I just went from two cups of coffee to like what a lot of people drink, which would be six cups of coffee for science, just for, for the listeners. Now, was that, was it where you would normally have had one, you had two, or did you, did you space them out throughout the day? Like every two hours or how did you do yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I, I, I spaced them out. So when I would be out of a cup of coffee and, uh, I'd finished a glass of water, then I went back and got another cup of coffee and mm. I, I didn't change anything about my meals. So I had one cup before anything else. When I first thing I got up two hours later or so I had breakfast and then I had another cup of coffee. And it went like that for the rest of the day. And what I noticed was immediately I was feeling really good. Like in general, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't feeling jittery like I've had in past experiences. So again, how you're eating and how you're sleeping at the same time while you're taking in the caffeine, I think has a lot to do with how it's going to affect you that particular day. I I'm wary because usually when I've had too much caffeine, I, I get the jitters, just this silly jittery feeling while I'm sitting at the computer. It makes it difficult to type. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what, what you, if you, if you did that same experiment, but didn't have the water in between. That's true. It would probably be the bigger effect. Yeah. And so I was feeling really good in the morning and in the afternoon. And what I noticed was I was not at all drowsy where I would normally take my power nap. Hmm. And, um, that, that was kind of cool. I was like, well, you know, if I, I feel pretty good. I, I feel alert too. If I could maintain this, then maybe getting a little bit more more work done in the afternoon rather than taking the power nap at all would be a good thing. So maybe I should increase my cups of coffee from two to, I don't know, four, maybe even six if I can keep this up because I would also like to be more alert when I spend time with the family later on at night. Right. So I, I was going good. Everything felt good. And then I had my exercise around five, five o'clock. Yeah. And so here at home, I, I use a fitness app and I, I do a 30 minute workout and I get my heart rate up and it really does work. I sweat every time. 
the app called FitStar and it does a really good job. Some days you're doing legs and core and other times you're doing your back and your shoulders and then arms and, you know, upper body. And it's, it's all good. It's really physically, what do you call it? Not aggressive, but uh, exert, exerting. Okay. And, and that's, that's something I want for my routine workouts. I do it about four times a week. And that is where everything just fell apart. I, I, about halfway through the workout, I was sweating way more than I normally do. I felt my heart pounding like it was about to explode in my chest. Really? You know, when you're doing a workout and you feel like you, f- even though you want to, and you don't mind the pain, you want to push through it, but your body literally is like giving out like, no, these muscles are just not going to move for you. You're, you're trying to go for 20 pushups, the third set, and it's not going to let you do it past eight. Yeah. It's just not going to let you do it. That's what I ran into. So around three uh, quarters of the way through my workout, I just had to give it up. I had to quit my session. I was breathing really hard really? and it, way more than I did. And I've been work, doing these workouts for about three months. And it, you know, I knew what a regular workout should feel like and how intense it should be. And, and I'd feel comfortable and I'd feel the good hearty burn. This was not the good hearty burn. <laughs> this was the bad burn kind. Yeah, I basically, I just sat in my my chair in the corner and I just heaved air for about like <laughs> 30 minutes were after you, that. Were you craving your sixth cup of coffee at that point? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really. And, and I was actually drinking that sixth cup of coffee during the workout along with a bottled water. Really? Yeah. I was thinking like, okay, well, this is a good thing and up until that moment. And I was thinking, okay, what is happening here? This is, this is not supposed to happen. <laughs> so then that night, I didn't even bother to try to go to the bed at the usual time, watching a little bit more TV than I usually do, but also answering more email and doing some more writing. That felt good because once I had recovered from that horrible exercise experience, uh, I was back on track from the, the alertness kick that I was getting from the caffeine. Hmm. So if I, if I had just taken exercise out of the equation, everything would have been fine, which is a, a horrible idea because I, I couldn't do that. You know, th- th- that's something I want to do. I, I'm 30 years old and I, I intend to be exercising every week from now till the, the week I die. And that's just important to me. So what do you, do you attribute it to the fact that the exercise got your heart rate up and your blood was flowing faster that? Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I can't really nail it down, but I, I bet you right now, my workout coach could tell me what was going on. Okay. And he, he probably would swear up and down that, you know, that this amount of caffeine has a, a reverse positive effect Okay. when it comes to the blood flow. And again, we're talking about an insane amount of caffeine that my body isn't used to. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just that maybe it was just that my body wasn't used to it. If I were on the six cup of coffee a day for two weeks and then I had the workout, maybe by then my, my, my body makeup would be okay with it. Yeah. You were drinking your sixth cup during the workout? Yes. Okay. But see, then here's the thing though about caffeine that we haven't already brought up is that depending on who you are, you're going to have some of the caffeine left in your system for about 24 hours. So anytime you take a cup of coffee, it takes what, a little bit more than 24 hours to really get it all out. Well, the, yeah, the video says that, that, that the half-life of coffee is six hours. Okay. If you have 100 milligrams of, of caffeine in your system, six hours from now, you'll have 50. Six hours after that, you'll have 25. Yeah. So, it, it, so yeah, it does, it does take time. With six cups of coffee in my bloodstream from one day, the next day, I I still had caffeine in my bloodstream in addition to the two cups of coffee I was having that day. 
I was actually starting a, another workout session thing because um, here's the thing. I've been doing the two, the four workouts every week at home myself with my iPad and FitStar. But my wife recently needed to stop training with the coach at the gym because she had messed up her shoulder and needs to let that rest for a good six months to a year to, to recuperate. Mm. So she wanted to transfer her membership to me. So that would mean I'd have two workouts with a coach uh, from week to week at the gym okay. with a trainer. So it was that day that I was starting with the trainer and I was really careful to eat right. I, you know, I had the, the nutritious, you know, proteins and low on any kind of sugars and things like that. And I drank lots of water throughout the day. And then the trainer, again, same kind of thing. Uh, at four o'clock, I went into the gym. This was the day after your, your six cup? Yes. Okay. This was actually also the first time that I was training with the Apple Watch on. And it's tracking my heart rate and it's tracking the calories I'm burning. And I tell it to record that I am right now in a workout, a general purpose workout. So I was on the, um, on the treadmill for about eight minutes before free weights and things like that. Two thirds of the way through, she says, okay, now you're going to do 10 more of everything and then you're done. Again, I felt like I was dying. I looked down at my watch and it says, you've burned 280 calories. Uh, my goal was to burn 260. Hmm. And so at this point I showed it to her and she goes, oh, oh, okay, well not 10, make it five for everything. And so when it was all said and done, I felt like death. <laughs> and I looked at my watch and it said I had burned 380 calories. That's a good thing for people who just want to burn calories, but that was not my intent. And that was way over what I wanted to go for. Okay. So when it's all said and done, I can't say that my experience is what everybody else would share. And this was a unique experience where I was experimenting on myself only for one day. But again, if you are at this stage that you're considering, what would happen if I drink more coffee? Why, can't I just can't I just do it for one day? The day I really need it because I didn't get to sleep until one a.m. and then the kids were you know got me up early and and now I, I just feel like I can't do it. I can't function. I need to get more ca caffeine. Um, it's probably not going to work for you. It probably yeah. really won't p benefit you as much as you would like. Yeah, it does affect your focus. If you're not used to having two or three cups before lunch and you suddenly do that to your brain, it doesn't It doesn't have the subtle stimulating effect that you think it will. Yeah, it's not going to be a slow, steady progression of benefit. There's going to be introducing yeah. immediate side effects. Yeah. So uh, we love coffee. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah. You spread, spread your six cups of coffee out for all the weekdays. It's like everything, you know, it's everything is good in moderation. Um, but when you start relying on something or taking it uh, a little bit beyond what, what it can do naturally, like, well, you know, like I said, if, if one glass of wine is good for your heart, then a bottle must be great. That doesn't logically follow. There's other things happening. You know, you're having an effect on your liver. You're having an effect on your kidneys and, and all these other just uh, fruit juice in general is just not good for your body. Right. You don't want the low blood sugar and you don't want to be hyped up on sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're, when you're chasing one particular, like with coffee, if you're, if you're chasing the stimulating effect, well, just realize you're, you're putting a, a substance in your body that does other things too. You're going to go to the bathroom more. It's a, it, <laughs> it's a, it's a diuretic. You'll just find that those effects are enhanced as well and multiplied, I suppose. Well, I think this completes our discussion about caffeine for this week. <laughs> yeah, when when you 
when you get down to the bladder, I think I think you've, <laughs> yeah, I think you've exhausted the conversation. So this completes episode 18 of Top Brew. I hope you uh, enjoyed listening. And if you would like to tell us what you think of the show, visit iTunes, leave us your star rating and review there, and it will help other people discover the show as more ratings boost the visibility up on iTunes. Visit topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 18 for the show notes and links. And if you want to connect with us, we are at topbrewfm on Twitter and I'm underscore Joe Darnell. Or you can also leave your comments via email to feedback at topbrew.fm. And if your thing is Facebook, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash topbrewfm. And also, if you would like to have a topic addressed in a future episode of Top Brew, or you have just a question or a comment that you'd like us to mention on the show, don't be shy about it. Write us with hashtag AskTopBrew in your message, and we will be sure to discuss it on a future episode. And remember to visit TopBrew.fm for more episodes of this podcast, as well as written interviews and articles. We have everything there from quick coffee brewing tips to the latest interesting news about coffee around the web. Lastly, I want to say thanks again to this show's sponsor, which is Thrasher Coffee. Buy Thrasher Coffee and let them know that we sent you. And if you'd like to sponsor a future episode, send an email to joe at toproot.fm. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks so much for listening to the Top Root Podcast. Podcast.